in his book, 1001 Ways to Reward Your Employees, Bob Nelson conducted a survey of 1,500 employees, asking them to name the recognition items that are most important in these tight, stressful, and changing times. Although this survey was administered several years back, the phrase in these tight, stressful, and changing times certainly makes it relevant for today. So think about that question from the perspective of an employee. What forms of recognition are most important at work? Go ahead. Think about it. What items come to your mind? Now, write them down because we're going to talk about them. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. The question that Bob Nelson's survey set out to answer was, what forms of recognition are most important at work? Let's compare your guesses to the top 10 responses he received. I'll read them slowly in case you want to record them. Number one, a learning activity. Number two, flexible hours. Number three, praise verbal. Number four, increased authority. Number five, increased autonomy. Number six, time with manager. Number seven, time off. Number eight, praise public. Number nine, choice of assignments. And number 10, praise written. So we love surveys. They seem like an easy way to understand what people think and how they feel. And we should be cautious, specifically cautious with survey results. They represent a group of people at a specific point in time. They do not represent everyone all the time. Understanding people is not that easy. If it was, we'd all understand ourselves and each other. That is not the case. The only sure way to really know what an individual is thinking, feeling, or what they value is to ask them. So surveys do provide some value. We can use them to consider broad ideas or trends. And the best way to approach survey results is to ask, what might be the lesson here for us? So with that in mind, let's review. As we consider the survey results from Bob Nelson, what catches your attention? For example, 30% of the feedback had to do with praise. Three out of 10 in, in the top 10 were praise verbal, praise public, and praise written. 
that gives us some insight into a human condition. Humans need, yes, the word there is need, sincere praise and appreciation. Now, the trick is this. We don't all prefer it delivered the same way. It's this idea of of becoming too formulaic. Yes, humans need sincere praise and appreciation. But individually or culturally, the way they want to receive that praise varies greatly. Again, some people might want a verbal, specific thank you. Others might want that given in public. There are some cultures that public praise is damaging. In other words, um, it isolates them. Personal praise should never take place over, let's say, a team praise. Or again, some people, a handwritten note. So think about children. If you have two kids and they came from the same DNA pool, you've learned a lesson that after having the first child, the thought is, okay, we, we got this. We, we figured this out. We know the system for raising a child. Well, the joke's on us, right? Because when the second one shows up, we find out that there is no formula. Even in that case, each child, whether it's two or four or 10, are unique and are the way we respond or interact with them is specific to them. Here's a point for men regarding praise and appreciation. Over the years, I have had men in workshops respond to me saying, Rich, you know, let me be honest. I don't need praise to motivate me. I I do what I do for myself. When I hear that, it reminds me of of, of some male challenges. And here's what that really means. And I speak on behalf of the population, of the gender of males. Here's what that really means. That means something like this. Growing up, I received very little or no praise and appreciation from my, from my father, from my coaches. And that hurt so much that I convinced myself I don't need it as a way to protect myself from future pain. And if that sounds like a, a counseling prescription, then it is. Men, women, doesn't matter your gender, your generation, your ethnicity. Praise and appreciation is an important part of the human need. Again, how we want it, that's unique. Okay, so what else about this survey might catch your attention? Where is money? On these, this specific top 10, money is missing. We go back to Jerry Maguire, show me the money. Well, in this survey, cash reward ended up number 15. And again, we've got to avoid being over formulaic. Depending on who might be taking the survey or who's on our team, money might be a top priority based on um, current living standards, right? This does tell us, though, this does show us, give us some insight. And that is, when you look at this list, this specific top 10, we can identify that most of these reward 
recognition items are low to no cost. So in most cases, money is not a barrier to appropriately recognizing and rewarding people. Very interesting. Another idea. Some of these items actually involve doing work. In other words, people are not afraid of work. We even see work or certain types of work as a reward. For example, in a learning activity, that's work in itself. In other words, that's going to a workshop or taking an online class. That is doing work to learn new tools or skills. We also have increased authority, increased autonomy, and choice of assignments. All those have to do with the way we do our work. And finally, number six. Number six says time with manager. So let's expand that a little bit. You are a person of influence. Whether you have a title as supervisor, manager, director, VP, C-level something, you are a person of influence. So consider this. You made the list. When it comes to rewards and recognition, you made the top 10. Right? Whether you're talking about at work or at home or with your friends or in your community, you are a top 10 recognition items. That is cause for pause. Let's think about that for a minute and unpack that and ask why. Like, what value do you offer anyone so that you can make the top 10 list? And often, this, this answer is clouded right, by the misuse of humility. In other words, we have this false sense of humility that oh, we don't have anything to offer. We're not of any value. So why would somebody find value in us? And so this is not about thinking of yourself as more important than others, right? That's how we mess up this idea of humility and pride. We're not talking about thinking of yourself as more important than others. This has nothing to do with it. This is really about understanding what you have to offer people, that you do provide value for other people. Again, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's at home or in your community, and recognize that, recognizing that and delivering that is important. So again, let's unpack. Specifically in the workplace, if you have people who report to you, what value might you provide for them? And we can also reverse this around and think about someone who you might report to or a leader or a boss, whatever label you want to put on that, someone who you really looked up to or someone who had an important impact on your life and ask yourself, what did they provide for me? Why did I look forward to time with them? What was what was important about being in their presence, right? And then you could reverse it because this you offer the same thing or you could offer the same thing to others. Here's an example. You could offer knowledge or expertise. In other words, there's something that you're knowledgeable about or there's something that you're an expert in and you can share that with other people. That is a form of recognition. What are you willing to give away? that you know about or you know how to do that would benefit somebody else, right? 
Also, how about feedback or coaching, particularly regarding those areas, your areas of knowledge or expertise? You could give someone feedback or coaching in those areas as a way to help them improve or get better in that area or with that thing. You could also offer encouragement, right? You could encourage somebody as a way to provide value. You could provide a listening ear, a safe space for people to um, vent or explore ideas in your presence. You could also provide understanding and thoughtfulness. And as a, specifically as a leader, you could offer a significant impact on career trajectory. In other words, you can help somebody earn more money, right? get a promotion, and uh, in, in improve their overall career path. We mentioned earlier <laughs> that this survey demonstrated that most recognition items are indeed low to no cost. That's not necessarily true. When we say that, we're really talking about from a, a financial standpoint. In other words, most of these recognition items have very little financial cost. There is a high cost here, though, particularly with time, with manager. In other words, the cost is your time and attention. People value, or, or let me change that. We demonstrate people's value by giving them, by gifting them our time and attention. And here's the thing. That is such, our time is so limited that there is a great cost to us to provide this value. And that's what makes it mostly valuable to others. So what do we do with this? Or what do we do about this? First, recognize the value you bring to others. Second, recognize that that value is measured in time and attention. And finally, give them what they want, you. If you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. Or text REVIVE, R-E-V-I-V-E, to 33777. And consider subscribing to Revive Your Work in your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, give us a like or leave a comment. That means a lot to us. We'll see you next week as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and